Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting, a Teenager, Learning the Lingo. Jelly, jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous, as in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org, brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Welcome into the Sports Insanity Podcast. Let's go completely insane, peeps! I am Lawrence Patchman Lang. Danny Boy Reginald. What's going on, folks? And we have a guest with us today. He he never leaves. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. You know him. You love him. You can't live without him, even though we tried. Please welcome Mr. Ross Mason again. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Enough with the hellos. Let's do this thing. Hey, welcome back, Ross. How's it going, man? Welcome back. Shalom. Work has been uh it's been interesting this week to say the least. The week before Thanksgiving, worker at a grocery store. It's yep. And the fact that people are panic buying again, please don't panic buy. No, I agree. Please do not yeah. panic buy. Hey, uh, hey, dude, hey dude, you're closer to Hanukkah. So just I know. Keep, Oy! keep rolling. Oy vey. Oy vey. Shalom. Okay, so and welcome to the 28th. 8th. Thank you. Jesus. I'm telling you, we're still in like this online MLB The Show game where it's the game that never ends. And we're just <laughs> battling through this game and you're trying to win the game and it's not happening. We are on, and welcome to the 28th inning of the Sports Insanity Podcast. We got a lot to talk about today. We got Robbie Cano's suspension. We got the NBA of the draft and that new trade that just happened with the Bucks and the Pelicans. We got the NFL and a top five. We got a lot to talk about today. So why are we sitting here talking about it when we can just do it? Top half of the inning. We're going to start off by talking about Robbie Cano for the New York Mets. Got suspended after testing positive for PED. I not not suspended like he did last time. Suspended a whole year. A whole. No, here's year. here's my problem. Why wasn't he? St- why wasn't this just the first time he got in trouble? Why did they continue to let him do whatever he was doing? Now in 2018, it was what? It was only 80 game suspension. It was, it was 81 games. 81 it was, games. It was half or 80, 81. One, one of those it was half a season. That that with sure. when you're still the Mariners. Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't know why they didn't address it then and stop it and let him and it happen again. Well, you have to keep in mind in 2019, you know, Robinson Cano was injured. He was on, he wasn't playing much right year, and he also had a really bad season. So, uh, I mean, any way to recover? I guess. I mean, look, you have to understand. 
when you get older, and we've seen this with Bonds, we saw it with Clemens, we saw it with Pettit, A Rod. Yeah. We see this all the time. You know, when when you are having a tough time, you know, recovering from injuries, and when you just need a little bit of that boost, this is what these steroids can do to you or right. performance enhancing drugs. They can help you in recovery and all that stuff. So I, I'm guessing because he had his injuries in 2019 um, that, and he's trying to get, you know, back into shape, I guess he was just using the PEDs to find ways to get stronger and get back into form. Right. And, and, and look, it, it, for just, just to we're clear, steroids don't make you hit home runs. No, not, they don't. It, it's not, that's not what it's about. It's about making sure that you get stronger, that you're able to be in have shape. To. Have, exactly. It's not about hitting the ball. Steroids doesn't teach you how to hit a ball. Personally, I don't care if anyone takes these PEDs. It's, to me, it's not that big a deal. But MLB has a rule, and when you break the rule, you're going to get punished for it. And rightfully so, Robinson Cano, under his second offense under this drug policy that the MLB has, Test positive for PEDs and gets another full year suspension. And I'm telling you, his credibility in baseball is gone. Done. He is not coming back into the game. No one's going to want him. And the, that, Mets, the Mets get back $24 million, so that saves them. And this is the last year of his contract, right? Or? This is not his last year of the contract. He has another year. Okay. Another two years. Excuse me. He has another two years. Rex, remember that, right? And this thing with Seattle, he had a breakout career with the Mariners. I mean, he was, he was okay with us, but he really found his stuff with the Mariners. Oh, was great with the Yankees. Are you kidding me? No, he oh, was he great, really but I think he got to do better when he got created the he Seattle. Was, he was unbelievable. Well, he was good with Seattle, too. But, you know, it just goes to show you when, you, when you're doing drugs, you're going to get caught. So, And it's, been, it's very disappointing because when he was with the Yankees, I'm sure – Absolutely sure he was not, even though he, he might have been influenced because of A-Rod and all those other people possibly taking steroids. But, you know, we didn't, he was never, I mean, I'm sure they had random testing back then. We didn't hear anything about Cano doing when he was with the Yankees. And he was great with the Yankees. He was doing well in Seattle. But he gets caught twice in his last two teams. It's very unfortunate because Cano, I looked up to. Now I don't know where to look up with him anymore. It's 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 really frustrating. Uh, I really like Cano too. Oh, I, I always liked, liked him. him. I mean, yeah, I got, I was mad when he got traded to the Mariners because for more money. But I always liked him as a player. Just not his morals are questionable. No, I agree. And the thing is, I mean, every player's doing. But no, no, this is a new regime under the Mets trying to get out from all under the bad shit of the Wilpons. It's smart getting rid of him if, if Steve Cohen wants to establish that this team is ready to win in the next year or two. Well, I mean, it, it was a bad trade by Brody Van Wagenen, if you really think about it. I mean, granted, the, the, the real reason for that trade was to get Edwin Diaz. And obviously, you just take on Cano as a, as a way to get oh, I, Edwin Diaz. He's on the match. I love Edwin Diaz. As a Edwin player. Diaz had a great season last year. And in 2019, he was awful. He had a bounce back year in 2020. Um, but the, the, that, that was the real trade, the Edwin Diaz, trying to get him. They had to take on Cano because yeah. you know, you're, not, you're not just getting Diaz straight up for your prospects. That, that's no. not happening. Oh, like, absolutely. The, the Mariners were, were, were trying Diaz, to get rid of that contract. Who did they get Diaz from? Seattle. 
Oh, that's right, Seattle. He, he dominated the American League. So I think we can agree. This is the end of Cano's career. Yeah, he's done after this. I don't. If yeah. a team would, st- if I mean, maybe a team like maybe Cincinnati tries to sign him, like a team that's kind of can. Uh, I really don't think any team's going to want to do it. I mean, it's a risk if any team picks him up. Honestly, the Mets buy him out. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Sandy just says, you know what? I'm just going to buy you out, Cano, and, you know, you're just going to have to find somewhere else to go and write it on free career. agency. Like, I don't know if a team is, is, is willing to take a chance on a player that's been caught twice, is pretty much in the decline of his career. What, he's going to be, what, 39 next year? He's going to be 39. He's going to be enter 40 yeah, by the time next year. And uh, listen to anyone who listens to our show who's 39. Um, we're not saying you are old, but in baseball years, that's kind of old. Well, how old was 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 um how old was Randy Johnson when he was done? He was, he was in his well. That's different being a pitcher, but he was well into his 40s and still playing okay. Let me look on. Let me look. Let me look at. Let me look at that. For, but as a hitter in decline, Ross. Yeah, it's it's just sad to to, to see all this stuff for any player for them. To decline. By the, the way, way Randy Johnson was 46 when he retired. Yeah, p- p- when pitchers have a little more longevity, hitters don't because yeah. they they use so much of their energy when playing on the field or hitting every day. Pitchers pitch every five or six days. And another thing, back to back to players, Aaron Judge. I think this is the reality that we have to deal with him being injured every season. Yeah, at this well, point, which is... well, we, we won't have to deal with it for, for, for a long time. That that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Because yeah. let me tell you something: when Judge his contract's up, and he's he a free agent, he's not coming back to the Yankees. No, because it just he was so promising. Just every other year has been injury, injury, injury. Yeah, this is the new norm. Hey, you're gonna see Judge go to L.A. Yeah, watch the bright lights, Dodgers. Hey, good luck. Good luck with the injury prone, because uh, I'm not giving him a dime of that no. money. Absolutely not. Yeah. I think and Judge I mean, just – I like Judge, don't get me wrong, but he's really just – gets hurt. He well, fell so – he was so good in 17 and he just fell off the face of the earth in the last He didn't years. fall off the face of the earth. He's just not healthy. Like, he's a good player, but he just oh, he can't is, stay but he gets field. hurt every 38 seconds. He's like standing. He can't didn't stay on the field. Strength and conditioning coach and this shit still happen. Well, I mean, when, when you injured that first injury, that first sign where you're always constantly injured is always a bad sign. No strength and conditioning coach is going to fix that. Like, it's just bound to happen. No, I agree. We'll you see know. what happens with uh, the next – well, between now and spring training, it's going to be a crazy free agency. What happens with Cano, it's going to be an interesting few months. Yeah, it's going mean, to be insane because, like, will the Mets keep Cano or will the Wilpon Cohen – or are they going to buy out his contract and say, no, you know what? I, 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 I would, for now, they get they save $24 million. Obviously, that is way more than they could have asked for. And now they're going to go all in on these free agents, especially DJ LeMahieu, Trevor Bauer, George Springer, all these players. And that's that, the thing. I was talking to Mark. I think they should go after Bauer and Springer and get Charlie Morton as added bonus. Because the I, Mets pitching staff is really good. They just shore it up with backing up the Grom and Syndergaard. Yeah, get get Bauer. Get Trevor Bauer. I mean, we don't need – the Yankees do not need him. We have enough. We don't need to go for him. I mean, I don't know if you've watched his YouTube channel, but Trevor Bauer has been praising Steve Cohen. Oh, yeah, and his – well, uh, 
and among that, his YouTube, his Twitter is hysterical. Some of his tweets that he does, it's just the funniest thing I've ever seen. He just goes, the best one where he had the free Joe Kelly tweets, cleats, they wouldn't let him wear them on the field. <laughs> I was like, every if you need a good laugh during baseball, Bill, just follow Trevor Bauer's Twitter account. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I got to yeah. check this out. Trevor Bauer's Twitter. He's really funny. And Dan yeah. knows he's following him on Twitter. It's the funny shit you'll see all day. Yeah, so, yeah. And, he, and he's a teaser, too. Look at – remember the one with the hats, the picture yeah. with the hats? Yeah, he's the te- – <laughs> And one of the hats was the Mets. And yeah, the, I go, it was the Yankees, the Mets, the Reds. Or, or whatever. I don't, I don't remember the hat. One and that this was guy the is in the That's prime wrong. of his career. He's not even what? He's what, 30? He's 29. 29? Okay, wow. He's still very much young enough to be a Met for a very long time. If the Mets really want him, I would go after him. I don't see I would, not. too. I mean, the, the do Mets you understand? Go after Trevor Bauer. Do you understand DeGrom, Bauer, you're getting Syndergaard back. Yeah, Syndergaard coming back healthy. You have, have Strowman, Strowman, who's a good, like, 4-5. Right. Strowman's coming back to play. Didn't they trade what Wilson Ramos? Or is he or he's still playing? Well, Ramos is done. He's not coming back. Okay. Yeah, I, I think they're they they just de- uh, they either declined him or he's, he's going to. Okay, I, I really haven't been paying attention to much baseball except for the occasional tweet or Facebook post that someone sends me. Yeah, I love doesn't. our. By the way, I love our Jets face te- text chats. Okay, we'll get yeah. to the NFL. We'll, we'll get to the NFL in a little okay. bit, but oh but, yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's the thing is, but do you think? Um, because I saw your Facebook conversation with uh, Mark Ross. Do you think the Mets got to get DJ Lemayu? I think they will. I hate to say, I think if, if the Mets throw enough money at him, I mean, not throwing money at him, if they give him enough, he's what, 33? Honestly, the Mets have to go after DJ LeMayu. You know, you're in need of a good hitter. A good, you, you don't need, he doesn't need to hit home runs. No, he just like, needs to get on base. In which he does get on base, well, drive in runs. 32. That, that's 32. what he does. And that's the thing. He was a, he was really under the radar when he played with Colorado. He was yeah. not like the everyday Charlie Blackman or mm-hmm. Renato. He was the everyday guy who showed up, yeah. played out. Get and, right. And the thing with Colorado is you also have to adjust for the mountain air. So balls fly even mm. farther out of that ballpark in, in, up in the Rockies. Yeah. And, and the cool part about LeMahieu, and this is funny, because my brother went to a game when the Yankees were facing the Rockies. And oh, last year? Just, it's like 2019 or something. Yeah. And he just torched the Rockies pitching. And the Rockies fans right behind my brother were bitching and complaining because they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, interesting note. My aunt's brother is the radio broadcast announcer for the Rockies. Oh, nice. cool. That's so that's, cool. That's awesome. So that's look up amazing. when you're done with this. Look up Drew Goodman. Oh, love, love the Ross tidbits. It, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, but no, the DJ DJ is a must for both the Yankees yeah, and the Mets. Uh, the Yankees yes. the I, you know what it's going to be? They're going to be like throwing money to see to, so where he bites. See if we get it. Well, keep in mind. You have to keep in mind. We this is a pattern with Brian Cashman. Brian Cashman is not afraid to back out of a deal. Oh, he he thinks it's too much. Like he's done it before. He did it with Headley. He traded. I think he think he traded Headley back to the yeah. Padres or something like that. Yeah. And be, I mean, keep in mind, Chase Headley in 2017 was awesome for the Yankees. He went back to San Diego and he was awful. So you know, Brian, when Brian Cashman is sensing something is a little too expensive for him, he's not going to pull the trigger on it. I don't know if the Yankees are going to go 
get DJ. I honestly don't know. It's up in the air, to be honest. Well, like, you know what? It's like when, it's like when we had my cousin Brian on a while ago. If the if the Yankees want DJ LeMayu back, they better come to his door with a blank check. Yeah. I mean, just keep in mind they, they already gave him the qualifying offer and he declined it. So that that's what that's what they think of DJ. So it, it looks like I hate to say this in all honesty, I like him, but it looks like he ain't coming back to he's not coming back to well, the Yankees. I mean, the longer it drags on, the more likely it's the case. And I love I'm reading this Facebook post. Mets Yankee fans, oh, bring back Gregorius. We don't need him back. I would not take him back. Yeah, but we need hitting. I, mean, I know we need hitting. We and, need and hitting. What are the losing DJ and then not getting something back in return? Like that's going to be what? What I, I would say if the, we lose Lemayu, let's get let's go back with DD. Well, we can try, try to get him back, get him back for sure. It, but it also depends what the Phillies want for him. But it, the Phillies, but he's a free agent, so we can yeah. just so you can just sign him. Right. Oh, that's right. Frey's a free agent after right. He only he only signed a one year deal, so he's back into being a free agent, and we can, you know. Go out there. I mean, I'm sure we can find something in the chief. Yeah, we'll, uh, like he took a four. He took a 14 million dollar deal. I will I mean, be all. Well, at least I'll be following this more closely between now and April. I guess. Yes. I mean, we got to see what happens in the next couple months. Is Lemay you going to come back to the Yankees? Is he going to go to the Mets? Or is he going to go somewhere else? Yeah, well, we, we got to figure it out soon because I mean I don't know what else to tell Yankee fans. Like if it drags on, I don't know if they're gonna get him. I just don't think Brian Cashman right now. It seems like Brian Cashman just doesn't think he's that worth that much. I agree. I totally agree with you. And and, and, and look, I think he is, but Brian Cashman in the front office, they may not see it the same way. And you know, the Yankee payroll is already up there. Two quick things in Major League Baseball. I just want to touch upon really quick, if that's okay. Go ahead. Okay, um, I want to give like a special shout out to Kim Nig, the um, first female and Asian American general manager in Major League Baseball history. I think this is a really, I think this is a really important step for women in sports. Definitely. And for the Yankees, it's. A long time coming. I mean, it, the fact that more women, I mean, we've had women coaches now in baseball. Now we have women front office executives. And then, of course, we have women broadcasters. Like, you know, there's women broadcasting the World Series this year. So, you know, it's good thing that baseball is being a little more inclusive and breaking the gender barrier. And it's amazing to see that, especially in the front office where – important baseball decisions are being made. And this woman's very smart. Like she was in the Dodgers organization. She was in the Yankee organization. Like Ross just said, you know, she was, she was the assistant GM under Brian Cashman. So this woman is smart and she's a local. She's a local person. She's from New Jersey. Hey. So, you know, it's, New Jersey. so it's a, it's amazing. Um, but um, no, in all honesty, this is a great move by the Miami Marlins. I think she's smart. She'll help that organization thrive. And it's a growing organization. They played very well in a very shortened season. Granted, it was a 60-game season. But a lot of obstacles, too, keep in mind. you got to build a franchise there. Exactly. But they have a great manager in Don Mattingly. 
And I believe that this woman here is going to do whatever it takes to make sure that team thrives for the next decade or so. And I really believe in that. Pat, what are your thoughts on this? It's a great move for baseball. Baseball teams, it might lead to future women becoming general managers of baseball teams. Like, you look at the past, it was always all men. Women had very few small roles in baseball organizations. And to finally see someone reach almost the pinnacle of baseball in the office standpoint is awesome. So good for her, good for the Marlins organization. I look forward to seeing what she does with the Marlins organization. Derek Jeter has a great pick. Okay, so, and also, uh, what do you guys think about Theo Epstein leaving Chicago? I think he's going to the Yankees. I think he's going to the Mets. I think so, too. I would hold pump the brakes up for that a little bit because he did say that he was not ready to take any baseball jobs as of now. And by the time he would want to take the Met job, it might be gone. So if he wants to go to the Mets, it has to be now. But it doesn't seem like that's the case according to what people are saying out there. Um, but in terms of him leaving Chicago, that's a big. It's big for Chicago because you know you're losing someone that was the architect of a historic World Series championship run. But you know, at the same time, with so many changes going on in Chicago, it's probably the right time to step down. Like I think he did his job. He was there for nine seasons for crying out loud. If I'm not mistaken. Like, he was there for a long time. So this is sort of the point where he sort of hands the role to someone that has been waiting for his job. And then, you know, there's a new turning point in this new era for Cubs baseball. And I think he's, and I think he's leaving at the, at the right time. And, you know, I'm, if you're a Cubs fan, this is not a sad occasion. This is a great thing. You're handing down the ropes, and Theo Epstein did his job. And let me just say something. Theo Epstein is going to go to the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. He, he, he broke turned, two curses. Broke two curses. And Cubs, and he was also with the Red Sox when they – in 2004. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, he, 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 that was the guy. He was the guy there. So he, he well, was no, able he to build that from scratch. He was, a, he was build that from scratch. So – He's a great baseball guy. I wish him well. And if he comes back to baseball, which I expect him to, um, it may not even be in the operations role. It could may, maybe be in sort of what Sandy Alderson's doing now, where he's you know, not necessarily base president of baseball operations, but he's just team president. And then he hires someone to run baseball operations. So, you know, he can be in a major, major front office role, or maybe even owner. Maybe he want to own a team one day. That wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah. He's he's a very smart baseball guy. Um, well, let me tell you, the Met. If okay, he may say now, oh, I might not take any baseball jobs at this time. The Mets, if they have any interest in getting him, I would like get it. I would get a nice fat contract ready. Oh, I, I mean, you have to talk to him at least. I mean, you know, even just to, just throw it out there. You know, reach out to him, have a coffee date or something. I don't know. Something to get his attention. Get his nice fat contract ready. Quoting Marlon Brando from The Godfather: "Make him an offer he can't. Make him an offer he can't refuse." But you also have to see where his heart's at. You know, maybe he doesn't. Because keep in mind, maybe he doesn't want to run another baseball 
operations job. Maybe he doesn't want that. You don't know where he, what he wants to do. That's sort of why he's stepping away from the Cubs. So you also have to keep that in mind too, but certainly talk to him. Yeah. I, I, I would be very surprised if they didn't, but I, again, I, I, I have the hunch that he's not going to come back into baseball for this season. Patch, what do you think? I mean, dude's going to step away from baseball for a little bit. Let him. Dude deserves it. You know what? He might go to the Mets. He might not go to the Mets. Everyone thinking, oh, hey, he's going right to the Mets right away. He resigned from the Cubs. He's Met-bound. No, he's not. Dude's taking some time for himself. So if the Mets position is available there for him, it's there for him. If not, he can go anywhere he, his little heart desires. He said, him, he said himself yesterday, I want to take a year off. Straight from his mouth, you, you can't twist his can't twist his words. If you, whatever, well, like we'll I said, if have any interest in him, Mike Red said, reach out to him. You better have a big fat contract ready for him. Oh, it's it's not the point of having a big fat contract ready for him. It's offering him what he deserves. It's not offering him something big and fat. The dude might not and take whether he wants to come to the New York market. Yeah, but you also I, have to understand where is his heart at. Like Patchy's trying to say, what does he want? Does he want to be an architect of another baseball operations job where he gets a team to a world championship? Does he want that or does he want something bigger? Go ahead, Patch. I, I cut you off a little bit. You're fine, man. It's all right. Um, what was I mind train of thought? Um, I, I'm assuming you're talking about it was the um, – what does he want? Something yeah, like yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. It's, it's what he wants. It's not what the organization wants. The organization wants him to come in and build a World Series team in a year. He's not going to be able to do that. It's 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 process for him, you know, like like he did with the Red Sox, like he did with the Cubs. It might be a three to four year project, and some teams might not just want that. They some teams kind of demand a World Series right away when they get that new head of baseball operations. So give the man his time off, let him decide what's best for him, and leave it at that. If he decides to go to the Mets, he goes to the Mets. If he decides to go to Minnesota. Let him go to Minnesota. If he decides to go to the White Sox, let him go to the White Sox. Let the man do what he wants. So, uh, Theo Epstein, all we're saying is, dude, we wish you the best. You're an independent. You're an independent woman. You don't need no man. Whatever that means. <laughs> Whatever that means. Yeah. Now, now that we just had a moment to sit here, hopelessly confused after Ross has just said that. Um. Okay, let's go. A lot of NBA news going on. Huge NBA is crazy. What's uh, insane? The last the, the the last two nights have been pretty hectic. The NBA draft. Mm-hmm. NBA draft happened. Knicks, baby, Knicks. <laughs> the Knicks bringing the force to the Garden is Obi. For once, makes me not be, want to be a depressed Knicks fan. We'll see how well this lasts. It was almost being a depressed Knicks fan when they picked the um, Argentinian player. And then he got traded two minutes later. I'm like, all right, Knicks, you, you saved your night. Going for that to turn into, what, a 25 and a 33 or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Leon, Ro- Leon Rose, man. Knicks with this new pick. I'm very excited. It makes me very hopeful for the Knicks this year. And, and that's saying something. And, and, and the Knicks just did a trade with the Jazz, too, to acquire a player in two. Yeah, I saw that this 20, morning. 2023 draft picks. 
Yeah, and that's we- the thing. And the Knicks are trying to go aggressive in Gordon Hayward. Please don't go after Gordon Hayward. He's injury prone. He hasn't been the same since he was in for. Don't go after him. We 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 know how this works. At the right price, I would do it. You have to in keep. But, but, but what's the right price? Though? But if Boston wants not, a, too much for him, let him let him stay with Boston. Yeah, but I don't know if Boston wanted. I mean, he he opted out. It was his option. I don't know if Boston wants to go back and get him. I mean, it would surprise me. No, but the Celtics I don't know. have always been an interesting team. They do really well in the regular season, make it the postseason, and then lose to the 76ers. Or they lose in the first and second round. They can't – They, I. the last time they made all the way was, what, 2013? Well, they, they, they went to the finals in two, – uh, was 2008 they won right and i and i believe one of these years these uh when they with they were kobe bryant won. i think it was 2010 yeah one of those yeah um other than that i mean they, they've been closer yeah, i mean was- yeah i mean so far i think how things have been running under brad stevens in boston it's been pretty rocky i mean it's not Hasn't been great. I mean, they, they certainly had a chance when they had Kyrie, and then yeah. Kyrie left. And then they had a chance last year, but they didn't go that far. No, to the bubble. They, something just breaks down in their system. They either make it to the they make them they've made it cons- what the past three years of the playoffs, and they just shit the bed every year. I I watched them just completely just fall apart in the playoffs. Yeah, they they lost to the Heat in the bubble. Yeah. So, you know, it's yeah. I mean, I don't know. I if I'm the Knicks, what I, I you have to approach free agency in a way where you're going to get players that fit with the win now mentality because Tom Thibodeau is a win now coach. Yeah, you have to understand that. So he wants players that are going to be competitive throughout the season and contend for the playoffs and even more than that. So if I'm the Knicks, I certainly would approach free agency that way. And that may include getting Gordon Hayward, which I would not be opposed to. Well, Obviously, injury-prone, so you have to be careful with how much money you give him. Well, yeah. if he's injury-prone, then... But, but, but I mean, just because he's injury-prone doesn't mean he's not a good player. I mean, when healthy, Gordon Hayward is a stud. But, you know, it's about what money you're going to give him because he's injury-prone. So you have to focus on that. But on top of that... You can't lose the sight of the player development because you have R.J. Barrett, who we know is going to be a stud, and you're up and down rookie season, but he was also on a really bad team. So we hope to see more progress out of him. And now with Obi Toppin, I mean, uh, not my first choice, but hey, what can you do? You know, now with Obi Toppin, he's your new number one pick. Now you really have to hammer this player development here. It's not just about win now. It's also about win now, but player development. Oh, absolutely. You can't lose sight on that. And even for other players, Mitchell Robinson, who is growing nicely into a very good um, center. And then uh, they also picked up Emmanuel quickly uh, from Kentucky, who, I mean, John Calipari was singing his praises. Like, he's – I just hope that the Knicks, while – I would plan to be competitive this coming season. 
also focus on player development because that's what's going to matter more down the road. I don't know if you agree with me, Patchy, but that is what's going to – down the road, I would want to see the Knicks focus on player development because we know that R.J. Barrett and Obi Toppin are going to be here long term. They are going to be. You know, the Knicks need – it was always once – it was – always like they never focused on player development and it would be like, all right, they had a draft pick. All right, fine. We're done with him. He's not doing, he's not fitting our system. Ship him out West was the old mentality. And they need to focus on player development with these new players that they just got and focus on the ones they've gotten in the last few years. Cause if they can mature these players and grow them, then it can be a semi decent team, if not a good, decent team they can be competitive every night and not be blown out halfway through the second quarter. They do so well with getting these players minus D Rose and other players that are injury prone. I have hope Tom Thibodeau, hopefully he lasts more than a season because what Fizdale was fired, what less than halfway into the season. Well, I mean, he was, he was there in what 2018, 2019 yeah. and then t- last year too. So, you know, you have to, he was there for almost for not even two seasons. Like, and it was a disaster in Fisdale. Fisdale was a terrible coach. And, and now I, and I also now, like the fact that they bring back Mike Woodson because I always liked, I always respected his. We'll I mean, he's a defensive assistant. I mean, he's, he's, it's not really a, a something that, Intrigues. You know, it's just no, me. but Thibodeau's, Thibodeau's a defensive coach, so you don't really need Mike Woodson. No. Mike Woodson's just there, you honestly. Tom Thibodeau to there. Do... Where else did Tom Thibodeau coach? I forgot. These are the Bulls. Oh, the Bulls. He was the Timberwolves. Right. He was an assistant under Doc Rivers in Boston, I think, if I'm not mistaken. He was his assistant everywhere. Just well, like uh, a lot of these coaches before they become head coaches. <laughs> We'll see what happens on Christmas Day of, of who who does well in the first day and who falls. Well, I mean, I, it's not going to – they're not it's, – it's before Christmas, by the way. December um, 22nd is opening day, right? Opening night. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. So, so far, I like what Leon Rose is doing as a GM. And, by the way, let me just say this quickly. We have to – and I know Nick fans are going to crush me for this. And please do so. But hear me out for a second. Give credit to Steve Mills and Scott Perry. Oh, without here's, a doubt. Here's why. Look at what the Knicks did today. Look at what Leon Rose did. Right before free agency, he gets rid of those short-term contracts. Yeah, I saw it this morning. That a lot of these contracts that they signed last year's free agency were like two years with the player – oh, sorry, with the team option – to bring them back for a second season. Yeah. Last year was about protecting assets and making sure that it's year one of RJ Barrett's development. Let's focus on that. Last, that was all last year was about. These, these signings were just to make sure that you spend money because there were no big free agents after Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and other players that went to, went, either went back to their respective teams or went elsewhere. There was no other free agents left. No. So the Knicks had to spend the money somewhere. They, they, they had to fill the team. So you sign players like a Taj Gibson, like an Alfred Payton, like Bobby Portis, and you get them into these one, two-year contracts. You give them that team option, whatever. They're going to sign those contracts. They got to go somewhere. 
Right. And then, and then the idea is that you would either pick up the option or you can just get rid of them. And that's what Leon Rose did. This was a layup decision. Yeah, no, he, he was very Leon Rose. what he did, doing yeah. what he had to do, get done, to make sure this team is either semi-competitive this year or the next three, four years. And they save a lot in cap space. And, and they but, save $40 million. This, this wouldn't have happened if Steve Mills and Scott Perry don't make those deals. Yeah. And now, and, and look, and I know that whoever, what, whatever happens from here is all Leon Rose. Leon Rose is going to get all the credit, and rightfully so. Oh, without a doubt. But, you now, have, but the past regime should get some credit for this because now Leon Rose is pretty much taking advantage of what they did. And I think it's a beautiful sight. And by the way, before we coming on, like you guys had said before, uh, they traded for a, a Davis and get two more draft picks. In 2023, by then, there could be high schoolers. There's going to be high schoolers coming out of the draft. That's even bigger. So the fact that they have a lot more draft capital, that they have leverage when they need to either take contracts or whatever – they have the power. This is exactly what the Knicks need to be. This is about the future. And I'm so happy that we have a team that's being run by smart people, not by idiots. Thank God. Thank God. A uh, somber note, Clay Thompson. Ah. It's a somber note, but thoughts you and prayers. Another year. Yeah, yeah. But, you, but, but I mean, what, I mean look – you're in a workout in Southern California, you know, you have to be careful. I mean, you can't be playing a pickup game and hurting your Achilles. You know, that's something that you have to be careful and make sure you don't do because the Warriors rely on this guy. Yeah. Him and Steph Curry. And that's, that's a blow to the Warriors. And look, if obviously now um, they have to sort of adjust because they're not going to have their big time shooter for another season. But, you know, it's, it's a huge blow for the Warriors. I was really hoping for that Klay Thompson would come back in good form, but clearly that's not the case. And you do it in a pickup game. That's the worst part about this. Like, I'm sorry. I, I know you're trying to work out, get ready in shape. Do it with your team. Do it in that's... your team's facility. Don't go to Southern California and then go and enter into a pickup game. I know it was part of your workout, but don't do that type of stuff. Do you realize what you, especially since you're coming back from a major ACL tear, you already had one major injury in one leg, and now you have a major injury in another leg. It's, to me, it was just other, devastating. Devastating. Now, mostly. Dan, do you think the Knicks can try to go after Westbrook or just ignore it? Uh, they need to ignore Westbrook. You know what? Westbrook, it's an interesting thought because as of, before they made the trade with the Jazz, I was saying yes. Now, I would try to avoid it. Okay, because I'm, like, I'm on the fence. Do I really want him with the Knicks or just let he, him sign somewhere else? He's not a good fit with us, I feel. You don't think he's a good fit with the Knicks? He's not a good fit with the Knicks, in my opinion. I think he would – I think he would – be great for the garden. I think he would totally, totally amp up that New York crowd. And you know how he is. He gets into people's faces. He's not afraid. This guy can go up 
and he will rock the world. Like Westbrook is a great player, just in general. Um, I think he would have been great with the Knicks, but it's the money. The money is a big factor. So that's another one of those situations where you take the contract, but you also have to maybe ask for more draft picks, maybe unprotected ones uh, in that case. But I don't know. It's a little too expensive. After the Jazz trade, for sure, I leave it alone. Absolutely leave it alone. Um, I think the focus now is to find something that's a little much, a little cheaper than that. Uh, maybe, like I said, we talked about Hayward, t- totally him. Um, and you already have scores. I mean, you have Julius Randle. I mean, not a great player, but he can score. Knox sucks. I'm sorry. I, I know. Just... I, I want, I, I'm hoping the kid turns into something. This is probably his last hope. I really don't know, dude. Like, I, I'm trying to like. And I, also I like really am. Like, um, I like Frank Nilakita. Ni- Ni- I I don't like him either. Like, he's another Neil one. Kendricks. Kendricks, <laughs> whatever. And then yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine. I think Harden is going to go to Brooklyn. I think he's going to the Nets. But what do the Nets give him? We still would not think that's a that's a I major what, what, that is a major haul that the Nets are going to give the Rockets. The last time they yeah. did that was the Boston was the trade with Boston. Go ahead, go ahead, Ross. Yeah, you're you're of Kyrie, you're of KD. Do you really want Harden on the on Brooklyn to add that add that massive contract from Houston? Well, well, well it's not just a massive contract. Does he fit with? Brooklyn. The answer is no, because Harden for the past few, for the past what, six, seven years has been the man. Like when he was in OKC, he was under, he was under KD and Westbrook. Those were the two main people carrying that team. And Harden was six man. He goes to the Rockets. He becomes the man. So then now you want to go to Brooklyn and be what under KD? Are you sure you want to do that? I don't know if he wants to do that. I think no, I don't think I think he's become so much of the guy that wants to carry the team, even though Harden really sucks at it. I think he's become yeah. so much in, about that that you know they're going to be fighting for that. Who's going to get the ball? It's it's not a good fit. And then on top of that, the money thing, which again would be a huge haul for Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm Brooklyn. That is a that is bad news. You stay away from the Harden trade. Um, no, that's and, commitment. If you go after him, that's a serious commitment. Yeah, but dude, like the net, the Nets are already good. Like they have KD and Kyrie at they they got him for cheap. They got those two for a cheap price, and then they have great players like Dinwiddie and Jared Allen. Like they have they have players. Oh, Dinwiddie. They have players there, so that you don't really need to. And then, of course, um, Steve Nash. I don't know how he's going to be as a coach, but I'm sure, you know, no. I'm sure no matter who the coach is going to be, the Nets are going to be fine. So, to me, if I'm the Nets, stay put. You you had you just got uh, Landry Sh- uh, Shamit from the Clippers. He's a great scorer. So, really, you don't need Harden. They got him last night in a trade uh, with the draft pick. I think it was the yeah. I saw that. Pick. I saw the notification across my phone of them uh, early in the evening hours. Yeah, but in other news, I mean, the look of the night before. How about the Bucks going after Drew Holiday 
and getting absolutely fleeced by New Orleans. Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, I'm sorry. You give up what what was it now? They got three draft picks. Yeah. And two swaps. New Orleans give up that much, and then they take on Eric Bledsoe and uh, George Hill. Yeah. From Milwaukee. I like George Hill. I-, I love George Hill too, yeah. But like that's what you that's what you're gonna get for Drew Holiday? My my goodness, like I'm sorry. Like well, they and, and away, I know they got away with murder. Yeah, and I and totally. And I know um the Bucks are trying to get Bogdanovich from the, the Kings, but that trade's in a holdup right now because Bogdanovich has not agreed to shit. Yeah. So then now he's going to become a restricted free agent starting on Friday, and he's going to test the market. So that Bucks. So right now, the Bucks are in. I mean, granted, you know, look, if, if the Bogdanovich trade works out, boom, bam, like you have a good team there. But if it doesn't work out, like the Bucks got to go out there and do something to make this thing somewhat competitive because Giannis, you know, he's going to want to leave soon if the Bucks don't bring a winner. And they certainly did that with Drew Holiday. In the NBA starts tomorrow. Okay, we're recording this on Thursday. Right. So by the time we're, we're talking, so who knows, Giannis might still be here or he may be gone by then mm-hmm. by the time you listen to this. But No, Giannis, is, he's there for another year. He's yeah. playing. For the Bucks for another year. His free agency is after, I believe, after next year. Okay. Okay. Thanks. After this, the coming year, I mean. But um. But yeah, no. I yeah, mean, after this year. What's up? I mean, next year. Next year. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's okay, Bill. But like, um. Remember, folks, NBA is my weak spot. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, honestly, like this, that was great by New Orleans and New Orleans. They also had a good draft too. So you know. If I'm the Pelicans, like I am singing to the high heavens. Yeah. Because your team did a great job before draft night. Your team did a great job on draft night. You're picking up good players and you're building up a team for Zion. And he's going to be. When he plays. I mean, Zion's been playing. I mean, he's he's been playing. He's played very well. He, obviously, he's going to need more time because he came late, but he's been playing well. Going to have to wait and see of how this is going to impact the Bucks down the road. Yeah, I mean, uh, I hope it doesn't do too much because again, if if Giannis goes, it's bye bye. <laughs> the, the Bucks are canceled, dude. Like I, I, it's a tough situation to be in if you're in Milwaukee. Like you, you obviously you like getting you like the pickup for Drew Holiday, but I mean, but do you worth that much? Is it really worth that much to get him? I don't know. It's it's a tough situation. Like, hopeful. I hope it works out for Milwaukee because Milwaukee that that's a great great sports town. Yeah, they deserve, they deserve championships. But is it worth it? Well, it'd be nice if the Brewers actually win something for once. <laughs> Brewers are getting there. <laughs> like they're they they're they're getting there. They're, they're gonna get there. They, they, they don't. They didn't have. They didn't have the team. And and your others. Oh yeah, I forgot about the, the Packers. Yeah, but, uh, but is that really a Milwaukee team? 
It's a Milwaukee area team. It's a Wisconsin team. Exactly. To be honest with you. Wisconsin it's not a Betty is Wisconsin's only NFL team. So. Yeah, that, that's more of a state of Wisconsin type thing. More of a Green really? Bay. You know, let's give some respect to the Green Bay area. Like, come on. Let's applaud. Let's give. Let's give, let's give yeah, I'm sure Patchy would agree with me. But like, you know, let's give respect to Green Bay. Like, Absolutely. They're, they're its own thing. And obviously, yeah. the state of Wisconsin is going to r- rally around the Packers because that's what they do. Cheese, damn cheeseheads. Yeah. Okay. At least I'm not a New York team that claim that plays in Jersey. Oh, don't start. Ooh, shot fired! Shot fired! Hey, uh, all right, Bill. I'll give you credit. Your team has one game. Okay. We have. Go you ahead. know what? This is a perfect transition to the NFL. When did you guys <laughs> say this is a perfect transition? Yeah. By, okay. by, the way, by the way, the Washington Redskins play in Maryland. So uh, they're not I the Redskins. I, I don't, I don't want to hear it from any other people who defend that, but def- they don't but they don't defend. They play like, at, like the, 30 minutes outside of D.C. They don't even play. They play in, uh, what is it, Landover, Maryland. And the, yeah. the, and the Jets and Giants play 30 minutes out of NYC. So don't start, miles. Don't fucking start. Hey, you two, do I have to separate all of you? Like, We're I can't do separate. that over Zoom, but I can find a way. Yeah, we can find a way. Well, yeah, always I'm, find so- a way. I'm, I'm sorry, eight miles from NYC, you're a New York market team. I'm sorry. Absolutely. There's Absolutely. A, you're, you're in the area. It's not like they're in Trenton or they're in South Jersey. They're <laughs> if in if the they area. were in Trenton or South Jersey, then I'd be, okay, yeah. That's a Jersey team. team. But you are. <laughs> yeah. But you're just a hop, skip, and jumping away from Manhattan. So yeah, please don't, don't hop and skip, please. I don't want to hurt yourself. Yeah, don't 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 get me started on that. But, but on hop, are you anti hopping and skipping? Yeah, it, it, I'm being serious. If if people ever tell the Giants and Jets to change their name, then the 49ers got to change their name to San Clara because they are they much further from San Francisco than the Jets and Giants are from New York. Boom. We'll be right back with more of the Sports Insanity podcast after these messages. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Do you like randomness in a podcast like we do here at SIP? Well, we might have another podcast just for you. Just take a listen. Jock the Nipple and a Can of Baked Beans is a podcast where three high school friends talk about absolutely nothing. I didn't do anything irrational. I was just getting out of my car... In hopes of scaring her, you know, helps of like. You're really wow. ripping off the goodwill, bro. Hey, no, whoa, 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 whoa! We can't just say that. Jack's mom is downstairs rolling for him right now. Are we getting DDoSed? You got, you guys ever like wake up from like a like you ever like wake up from a night of drinking and had diarrhea? It happens to me almost every time. Cause every time I wake up after drinking, it's always liquid. Find us on Anchor.fm and Spotify at Jack the Nipple and a Can of Baked Beans. And subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash nipple. Welcome back to our show, sports fans. We now move to the bottom half of the inning. Okay. 
Well, now we're moving into the NFL, and I have some things I'd like to say, folks. I've been pretty quiet, but now I have some things. I, I got a lot of comp- I got a lot of grievances, and you people are gonna hear them. Listen, okay. I've been I've been okay. I, listen, I've been the one that's been quietest the most tonight, so I don't want to hear it, Bill. Hey, watch it. You all thought I would be in a good mood, which I am, because the Giants won another game against the Eagles. You're beating a team that's in a shitty division. I'm getting to that, Patchy. Oh, it's a win, Bill. A win is a win. Okay, can somebody just let me talk? Can can you guys just let me talk? Okay, anyway. No. Anyway, without any further interruption from the peanut gallery... Um, okay, a lot of people, I'll, I'll let you guys chime in, but here's the thing. A lot of people on New York sports radios after Sunday were like, oh my God, the Giants won a, won a game, the three and seven, they could win the NFC East. And I'm like, and they're, they're like getting ready for the freaking Tinker Take Parade already. I'm like, guys, okay, time to lay out some cold, hard facts. And who doesn't like cold, hard facts? I like warm facts. No, we have to give you the cold, hard facts. <laughs> no warm, soft facts in this, in this establishment. We give cold, hard facts. Anyway, um, okay. As Patchy so eloquently stated, the Giants are in a shitty-ass division. Don't get excited, folks. Listen, don't get the champagne ready. The giant and listen, you, you guys are. Oh my God, Bill, you're such a pessimist. No, I'm not being pessimistic. I'm being realistic. Uh, let me to show I'm not being pessimistic. Here's what I'll. Here's what I'm going to say about Sunday. I think Daniel Jones had one of one of his best games. I think he looked really good on Sunday. Um, I like Wayne Gallman Jr. I like Darius Slayton. You know these guys are stepping up. You know, since we don't have Barkley, they played the Eagles. And what you'd be saying, but the Eagles are in first place. Yeah, but they suck too. (laughs) Here's the thing, guys. And like, listen, I would love to see the Giants win the NFC East. Nobody, don't get my words twisted here. But here's the thing. They're acting like this is something to give big credit for when you're in a shitty-ass division. Like, like you know what? Some more cold, hard facts for you folks. Here's the Giants' remaining schedule. Um, we have a bye week this week. Great. We can't win. We can't lose. So next week we're playing Cincinnati. We can win that one. Week after that, we're playing Seattle. We're not going to beat Russell Wilson. We're not going to beat DK Metcalf. It could happen. It could happen. Russell Wilson was a little shaky last week. But it could happen. Then we play the Cardinals. We're going up against Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and all them. That's going to be a tough one. Then we're playing Cleveland. That can go either way. Baltimore. Lamar Jackson, he's been hot and cold. And then the last game of the season, we got Dallas. By the way... Bill, yeah, Russell Wilson, 25-yard touchdown pass, 7 nothing, 7 nothing Seahawks. Fantastic for my fantasy team. Um, yeah, same here. Anyway, um, the Eagles, you know, they're playing Cleveland this week. Then they play Seattle. 
They play Seattle, and then they're playing um, and then they're playing Green Bay, and then they're playing New Orleans. They're not going to beat Russell Wilson. They're not going to beat Aaron Rodgers. And if Drew Brees is back, they're not going to beat him. Um, and then you got Arizona, Kyler Murray, Dallas, and oh, I think that's their season. Um, is there one more game after they? Okay, then they play the Washington Football Team. So. So you know what? It's like on paper, again, this doesn't mean anything if anyone now has like an easy schedule or a tougher schedule. But the the team in the NFC East that has the easiest schedule going forward is Dallas. From what I've seen, the only really toughest game they have coming forward is Baltimore. And they're probably going to lose to San Fran if San Fran is decent. And, well, okay. What I'm saying is, guys, the Giants NFC East is not a guarantee. Giants, I'm gonna let you chime in right chime in right now. Well, here's the thing: the yes, the Giants played good, but now you also fired your your offensive coach now. Yeah, offensive line coach. So what exactly happened between him and Joe Judge? There was a spat. Yeah, they got into a spat, and then he's gone. So that pretty much that's them pretty much that that's gonna leave a big hole of who are they gonna pick up as their offensive lineman coach? Yeah, Patch Red, you guys have anything to say on this matter? I mean, I, I it's first of all, it's not just New York sports radio; it's pretty much everywhere. Like, like, like they already think like you 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 beat like listen the only three wins. Sorry, I'll, let me just get this in and I'll let you go. But the the. The only three wins the Giants have had, again, are teams who play in the NFC East, and two of them are against Washington. And that's the only team they've kind of been beat. They've kind of been beaten in recent years. Yeah, and, I mean, and Bill, look, I, I understand everyone is well. It's just a possibility because the Giants are in such a shitty division. Excuse my language. That it's always, it's it's possible that they could win the division. And go to the playoffs and host a game, like that is that's, sad, isn't it? Right? It really is. So that's, that's why. Really that's sad. why. That's why the Giants and that's not are anyone who wins the NFC East is most likely to get the number four seed in the playoffs. Exactly. So, they get to host a playoff game. Yeah. So so how that's, asinine is that? So that's why. I mean, that's why I've been advocating. Got it. Got to go by record. But what I'm trying to say is. That's why people are excited about the possibility of the Giants. Also because they're well-coached. The defense is great. Offense has been clicking of late. So, of course, people are going to be a bit excited. It's just natural. But ultimately, when, when we're talking about, you know, down the road and being realistic here, and you are being realistic, let's be honest, Bill. So I don't sound like a pessimistic asshole no, right now. No, no. no. The, the Giants are not in a position where they could win the division. They're not – look, I'm very happy that they beat the Eagles. I'm happy that they beat Washington twice. Whoopee. But you are not in a good position to win the division. They're not that good of a team. Daniel Jones, while I'm happy that his last two games have been good, no, he, last, he has, even even guys, last three games. Let's good. go. Let's go down further. Last three games. Let's be fair. Last three games, he's been good. I don't see a he's scenario. I really don't see a scenario where the Giants are, you know, 
going to win any games. Well, they'll probably win a game or two. But I don't see a scenario where the Giants are going to be in a position to compete and win this race. It's just not, to me, it's just not there. And no matter what the possibilities are, ultimately, Dallas and Philly have the easier hand here. They have the easier schedules. Despite the bad luck on both teams. Let's be honest here. Yeah, like, listen, again, things can change. Like, you know, different performances can happen. If you ask me who I think has the better chance of winning the NFC East, I hate to say it. I think Dallas might. Because, again, going forward, they have the easier schedule. But, again, that doesn't mean nothing. you got to play the freaking games. And, and like, what's Dallas's remaining schedule? Wrong. I am a Giants fan. And if the Giants win the NFC East, I'm happy. But here's what's going to happen. Again, anyone who wins the NFC East, as it looks now, is probably going to get the fourth seed in the playoffs and gets to host a playoff game. And usually it's the fourth seed that plays the five seed. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, you also, now, to, you also have to keep in – The five seed is Tampa mm-hmm. Bay as of today. Yeah. Well, as of Sunday. Well, 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 you have to keep in mind, don't they have the extra playoff team? The yeah, seven I, team? I don't know how they're going to do with the seventh spot. Do you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be – because I know now the only the top-seeded team in each conference now just has to buy everyone else plays. So – uh, in that wild card round, so two through like se- like seven. I guess two through seven, yeah. So there's going to be probably three games in each conference in the wild card. Boy, that's going to be that's going to be hell of a weekend. <laughs> oh, Jets win the 2020 Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> if we're allowed for anything, yeah. But <laughs> not happening. No, thank you. This is anyway, just... it's just listen. Hope you guys don't sound I don't sound like I hate the Giants, but it's just this system is just weird. It's Yeah. Everyone's getting excited and like listen, again, they win the division. I'm happy. But it's just in a shitty it and I think you said this the best. We should stop celebrating mediocrity. We we really need to. It, it it's 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 a shame. That, I'm gonna sound like a baby boomer now, but it's it, it's now it's part of like the trophy generation. Thing. Yeah, and it's not just the NFL, dude. It's the NBA too. The NBA just agreed to a schedule where um, they play 72 games or so, right? And then the seven through ten seats in each conference now have a chance to play in the playoffs. In a Same with MLB game. with that crappy playoff schedule. But 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 the, but here's the thing: baseball gets it right all the time. Oh yeah. Because because how many times have we seen 100 team wild card, 100 win wild card teams, 99 win wild card teams? We don't see stuff like that in football or basketball. We always see either someone that's close to 500 or under 500 make the playoffs. And like Bill said, we are always rewarding this mediocre teams. And it's brutal. It really yeah. is brutal. It sucks. And it, it's not a good look for any of these sports. I don't care what anyone else says. I don't care about the drama. I don't care. None of that stuff. The best teams need to be rewarded. And that does not happen in these sports. It doesn't. No. And that and is what's going on. And let's say the Giants do make the playoffs as a, a seventh or whatever seed, fourth seed. They may they win the division. That's their only route at this point. They're going to get completely exposed. Exactly. 
So is, so is that what you want? Do you want the Giants to be exposed by a team that's much better than them? No, I don't. No, I would, I would much rather miss it knowing that, you know, we gave it their all, but that's it. But if they somehow you suck, you suck. won that game, whoever they play, I'd be, whoa, okay, I'll applaud that. Honestly, y'all should be focusing on draft picks. Like, try to get the same thing happened with the Yankees pick. in 2018. We skittered away to the division and got exposed in the first round. In 2018, they were a wild card team. They were a 100-win wild card team. And they lost to the Red Sox, who were also a 100-win team, who won the division. But you know what? At least the Red Sox, at least we know the Red Sox were a better team that year. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But, but that, this is my point about how baseball always gets it right. Look at that. The Pirates one year won 99 games. They were in the wild card game. And they faced the Cubs and lost. Oh, rightfully so. Do you know you know how hard it is to make the playoffs in baseball? It is super easy to make the playoffs in football. All you gotta do is have a is have a freaking pulse. Yeah, really. Just have a pulse. But on, on another note, I'm just I was I got a notification this morning. Adam Gates is oh, we're not tanking. Give me a You're break. tanking. You are tanking, Adam Gase. Give me a break with this Listen, fucking guy. I'm not even a Jet fan, and he pisses me off. It's just Why what? does this guy still have a freaking job? Who knows? No, because Chris Johnson. No, because Chris Johnson. Uh, he's, he's just buying time at this point. Just, <laughs> There's really nothing to react here. You know what he's kind of he, reminding me of right now? He's kind of reminding me of Ben McAdud back in 2017. Oh, McAdoo? Oh, yeah. That's my nickname for him, McAdud, because that's what he's a freaking dud. But, like, it's just, oh, Chris Johnson, oh, I have complete faith in my coach. Well, your brother's also too busy kissing Trump's ass. XA on the room, A on podcast A. Um. <laughs> no, I mean, let's be real here. Adam Gase is not, he's not going to be here, and we all know that. So there's really no need to complain here. No, he's just he's buying time. That's all it is. The Jets know the plan. I said this last week. Jets know the plan across the whole organization. Ownership knows. Front office knows. The players know. That's all. The league knows. The league knows. So look, they're gonna phrase it however they want. The tank is on. We all know it. And of course, and of course, the coach is gonna say. We're going to try to win the game. And, and maybe he is going to try to win the game. Maybe he wants – look, now that he's going to get fired by the Jets, maybe he's going to give them some bad luck and win a game or two well, and possibly lose out to Trevor Lawrence. But you know what? That's his parting gift, and can you blame him? He's going to get fired. He's not going to be here. Gaze pretty much knows his career that – his, that his days of the Jets are numbered. And here's the thing. Woody Johnson was smart – and got the hell out of that organization. He was very smart to leave and not deal with this anymore. And let his brother run the show. But here's the thing. Just, like, here's why I think, um, what's his face, Adam Gates reminds me of Ben McAdoo. is because when McAdoo was in a hole in the 2017 season, the Giants were sucking. And he did that whole thing with Eli Manning, with Geno Smith. Like, granted, like, listen, if, if you want to give Eli a break and give it to the new young quarterback, give it to the new young quarterback. With Geno Smith, that was, must have been the dumbest move in the history of anything. Well, but and because e- e- Eli had a bad year, though. Like, yeah, but on. no, no. Give it to the new young quarterback. Don't give it to Geno Smith. But, wait, Geno Smith, but, but, wait. But, but he was not, good, he was not the quarterback too. of the future, Bill. 
here's he's the not, thing, though. He was not the quarterback of the future. Of course you're going to pick Geno Smith. Geno Smith is a, it was the better choice. If you're going to bench Eli, you're going to put in your joke. backup. Well, I'm not I'm – not, look, obviously – Obviously, the way they handled that Eli situation back then was terrible, and obviously Ben McAdoo uh, should be ashamed of himself. But Eli had a bad year, and he got benched, rightfully so. Who else are you going to turn to? You're not going to turn into this young quarterback that's not in the league anymore. No. Also, but, Jesus, let me, but let me no, tell you the, what I mean is here at that, at that press conference. I'm never going to forget that. I will hold that to, to my grave. Ben McAdoo with a stupid smug grin on his face, thinking, oh, I'm trying to save my job now. No, you're not. Your fate for decided. Bye. I think they should just pull the trigger on Gase now. And get I don't him. know why they haven't. But it, it, get, for what? I mean, I don't know what else to do. Like, they, if they wanted to fire him, they should have done it in week four. They haven't done it yet, so he's going to have to write out the season. And I've said this before. I've said this a hundred times. Any other, I feel like any other choice of job. You suck. I'm sorry. You suck at your job. We're gonna have to let you go. But here, oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. But, but it's the game. Jets. I'm a Jet fan. Same this here. Is, it's, it's, this is this is what they do. They don't know how to handle these decisions. You know, I think have. they are tanking for Trevor because they know Adam Gase can't coach his way out of a paper bag. <laughs> so they, they, small, okay, what? Here's wait, the, this is what's wait. probably going on in the Jets' offices right now. Okay, let's not fire him yet. Let's tank the season. And then on January 4th, which is the day after the regular season ends, we fire him, get someone, and then we get Trevor Lawrence. Boom. But the thing is, with the, uh, that's what's probably going on in the Jets in the Jets in the offices of the New York Jets right now. It's just uh, it is what it is, and exactly. the fact that the Dolphins could actually win the AFC East this year is just like what twenty twenty. Well, because Tua is probably one of the best players I've seen in my entire life. And and here's what we'd be thinking: like of all the weird shit that's happened in twenty twenty, this is probably like the least weirdest thing that's happened. What? If the if Miami <laughs> wins the AFC East, yeah, really? Well, if, well, if Tua plays the way he's been playing, they, they have a chance to win the AFC East this year. Oh, I bet they read a bit. Rifkin's been getting pretty excited. The Dolphins <laughs> might win the AFC East. Certainly wouldn't surprise me. I mean, like he he's been he's been excited since Gase left. He's like <laughs> Gase got fired. Okay, the new beginning. When he goes to the Flores, Jets, okay, he's your problem now. Flores been Flores been coaching great, and Tua. I'm sorry, no. The the argument is over. Tua time, and that's how it is. It's yeah, and the that way. Is it's gone. over. The I don't want to hear. Gone. I don't want to hear it. Tua's been great. I don't want to hear anymore. Okay, well, um, I think it's time to pick them. All right, let's go, baby. Um, uh, let's see, pick them, pick them, pick them, pick them. Um, we have a Thursday night game going on right now. I have chosen the Cardinals. So far, that has not worked out. Um, but hopefully, that will uh, propel to a victory. Uh, I think the Seattle. Go Seattle. Okay, so. All right, so everyone, it's consensus, so except for me. Seattle. Uh, let's see. Let's go to New York and Los Angeles. Los uh, Angeles. <laughs> is that even a question? Give me the Chargers. Chargers. 
All right, yeah, the Chargers are going to win that game. Uh, there's, I'm sorry, I don't see a win for the Jets at this point. They're going to go 0-16. They're going to get Trevor Lawrence, and I'm going to be super happy. Let's see. Green Bay Indy. Indianapolis. Wow. wow. Dean, come to me for my pick. Oh, I'm sorry, Patch. Go ahead. Man, it hits right. You, you gotta hop on, man. Like I'm gonna well, forget. Listen, everyone says their pick, and then usually someone says, "Hey, Patch, what do you feel?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna pick this team. Yeah, let's go Chargers. Come on, fuck the Jets." Like, yeah, yeah. I think we're all. I think I think we're all in all in agreement. Consensus here. Chargers are gonna be the Jets. All right, and uh, let's go to Patchy's team: Green Bay, Indianapolis. Patchy, take the floor first. Well, Packers. No, it's the Packers. No Packers. Had me a little leery last week about them not blowing out the Jacksonville Jaguars, but they prevailed in only one by four. But this should be a nice cruising win, and hopefully we can put some more points on the board. Bell. Aaron Rodgers, Valdez, Scantlin, Mr. Jones in the backfield. Let's go Packers. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Patchy, about that. Bill. Okay. I'm with Patch on this one. Give me Aaron Rodgers. Give me Devontae Adams. Give me Jones. Let's go Packers. Ross. Indianapolis. All right, I'm going to take Indianapolis. Um, you know, I, I think the Packers are a good team. Believe me, they're a good team. They're going to the playoffs. They're going to be a Super Bowl contender. There's got to be some games where they're going to be like, ugh. I don't know. I don't feel good about this game. Give me the the – Indianapolis Colts. Well, plus I predict Phil Rivers having a big game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm like Indianapolis, to be honest with you. I, really I like, like the Colts, too. Don't get me wrong. I like, well. I like the Colts as well, but I just feel Green Bay is going to prevail. And Phillip's not going to have a Phil, – Phillip will have a good game, but it won't help them win the game. So, I said good game. He'll have a great game. He'll have an average game. Son, or, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's sort of one of those games where it's like it's so easy just to pick the Packers because they're such a great team. But I don't know. Well, to, me, like yeah, to me, I think Indy's going to win. Uh, let's see. Kansas City, Las Vegas. Sunday night football. Vegas. I'm going Vegas. This time around, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Kansas City. I'm going to go with um, – I'm going to go with Kansas City. Give me the Chiefs. Monday Night Football, Tampa Bay, Los Angeles Rams. Tampa Bay is the home team, so Los Angeles got to travel. How do you guys feel about that? Bill. Hate to say – actually, no, I don't hate to say because this is a good one. Give me Brady. Give me the Bucks. Oh. TB12 and company get the win. Antonio Brown gets a touchdown. About time, right? <laughs> uh, give me Los Angeles. Give me the Rams. Now nah, I'm, I'm gonna stick with Tom Brady on this one. Give me Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay's on a roll, dude. I'm I love what's going on in Tampa Bay. I really do. And I think uh, they're gonna be Super Bowl contenders. They really are. I, I know they they still got things to work out. Doesn't matter to me. I'll take Tampa Bay on this one. The rest of our picks you can find on our social medias. Go to Twitter, go to Facebook, Instagram if you can. Uh, you'll find it on one of those platforms, and uh, you'll see the rest of our picks from our other players. So that's it for Pick'em.
Okay. All right. Your top five of this week is you're going to pick your second favorite team. And that's about it. Pick your second favorite team that you don't root for. So okay, you so got to so pick five of those. You got to pick five of those. You got to pick five teams that are not your teams. So I can't pick my four teams that I like for this pick them. You can't pick your guys' teams. You got to have five. And, I, and let's just say it was a fun list for me to make for this one. Just say this list was kind of tough for me because I'm kind of old fashioned. I'm a one team kind of guy. So I'm a little more old fashioned when it comes to that. But um, these are not teams that I go like completely insane over. But these are teams I like, I respect. I think they have good systems. But uh, yeah, that's my, um, that's my um, soapbox. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Exactly. In general, there's no true rule when it comes to sports and fandom. Like, you can be a fan of anything you want. Like, honestly, like, there's no rule to that. But, of course, just like Bill said, I'm also more on the traditional side. And I stick, to, I, stick, I stick to the team that I root for. Uh, unfortunately, all of them are in the local area, and all of them are not very good. But that's okay. I can live with it. Losing is part of life. My number five, the Tampa Bay Rays. Okay. Um, not, not for obvious reasons from local affiliate. You know, hey, their former minor league affiliate, the Hudson Bay Rally Gates, were their minor league affiliate for 20-plus years. And you've seen those former Renegade players come through and go to the, mi- the minor leagues. They go to the major league. The major leagues can't speak today. Blah. And Tampa Bay has always just been a second home to me just because of the Renegades. The first one is going with the Seattle Mariners. I don't know. I've just always been attracted to that, that team, that market. Well, and they have really cool color jerseys, I guess. And I have a few family members that live in Seattle. So I always get sent Seattle Mariners gear. Okay. My number five is, okay, this might sound a little weird, but everyone just bear with me. And this was a kid I kind of liked as a kid, as like a second team, the St. Louis Cardinals, because you know I thought it right. was a little right. bit of a shout out back to my childhood. Because um, I, if you guys listened last week for players that aren't on our team, I've always loved Albert Pujols. Oh, same here. I always loved Albert Pujols. I thought I think he's great. And you know, I even though you all know I'm a diehard Yankees fan, but. I respect Albert Pujols, and I really like – I can't remember anyone with St. Louis off the top of my head right now, but I always remember kind of getting happy when St. Louis won too. So, and also – Adam Wainwright. In, Adam Wainwright I always liked. In 2006, when the um, Mets were playing the Cardinals in the NLCS and the Cardinals won, I would always, like, bust my um, – I would always bust my teacher's tops, chops – because she was a huge Met fan, and I was bust her chops a little bit. Like, what happened to the Mets? Let's go Cardinals! And what's even funnier is she's actually from St. Louis. So, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So back to that. So, Mrs. Calabi, if you're listening, that one was for you. <laughs> Red, you're number five. New York Mets, man. Like, come on. Like, look, I. I was one of those people that rooted for the Cardinals because the Mets fans were starting to freaking annoy me. Like, I- I'm sorry. Well, the the Mets and look, the the Mets should have won that championship series, and probably should have won the World Series in 2006. Um, but 
I don't know. The Met fan was getting tired. I'm getting tired of the Met fans, you know, singing their praises, acting like they're better than the Yankees. Like, come on, that, that gets annoying. You know, but, but here's the thing. As you grow up, you know, and you get to go to more – because I used to go to a lot of Met games growing up because, one, they're here in Queens, and, two, they're cheaper than Yankee tickets. As you grow yeah. up and you meet a lot more Met fans – and you start to work for the company that broadcasts the team, you sort of, it's sort of by association. So to me, the Mets have always been, they're always been the other team in my life that I would follow, you know, just by being in the local area and just by getting to know them with friendships and watching their network and ultimately working for their network. So, you know, it's hard not to ignore the Mets and you know it, it it grows on you, so I got to go with the Mets, the New York Mets. Uh, it's it's hard for me to say that because you know the Yankees are my number one team and will forever be my number one team. Nothing's going to change that, but you know, it, you know by by association, you know the Mets are have been in my life for so long. You can't you can't get rid of it. You can't get rid of no, it. No, you really can't. All right, let's go to number four, Patchy. San Antonio Spurs. Okay. Love, All right. love Tim Duncan, um, Greg Popovich, all those players that, you know, part of the Spurs dynasty, Ginobili, who can't love Greg Popovich. So I'm going to go with the Portland Trailblazers as my number four pick. Always been an interesting team. Always liked just the style of play and Damian Lillard and – the other players on the team. I can't remember. Can you name another player besides Damian Lillard? And they're very passionate about their basketball team and their only other – and their and their soccer team, the city of Portland. Badge. Bill? It's the Buffalo Bills, man. You know what I'm saying? Usually I would go for – I guess if you want to talk about from different conferences, because that's how I usually base my fandom. There's one per conference, one per league. Um, but in this case, I can't get enough of this Buffalo Bills team, man. I'm starting to hang on that bandwagon. I love that Josh Allen. And you know what? It's, it, it becomes easier when you get to know Buffalo, Buffalonians more. Like Buffalonians, just like New York, the, the rest of their downstate counterparts, of course, they get it. They're smart fans, and they're very passionate. So, like, I don't know. I'm a huge Bills backer. Uh, but let's say – let's talk about going to a different conference. This is sort of my honorable mention. Seattle Seahawks. I love being a part of the 12th man. Let's go Seahawks. My number I, four go ahead. is actually the exact same. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills. I'm really liking – I'm really, like, watching them play right now. Mm-hmm. I really like Josh Allen – I'm really starting to like him right now. I like Ste- I love Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. I think they're just a really solid team. And they're and them in the AFC East, because we've been saying for years, the AFC East is Brady's division. Was. Was the Brady's division was Brady's division. Now this is Buffalo's division. Take a step back, Bill. Take a step back. Yeah. I would totally go to a Bills game, wear oh. Bills wear Bills gear, and root for the Buffalo Bills. That's how much 
I would root hard for the Bills. I'm telling, I'm being serious. Like, Bills mafia. I, like I am not, I'm not afraid to root for the Bills. I like, unless it's against my Jets, then the, then the, we're gonna have a bit of a problem there because you know uh, the Jets always come first no matter what. But like I, the Bills, like come I've on. I've said this before. I have a very good friend of mine who is a who went to school up in Buffalo and now he lives up there, and. He lo- and he's been telling me for years, you got to come up, got to go to a Bills game, got to go to a Bills game, you got to go to a Bills game with me. Now, Bill, I got a question for you. How, how, are they, how, how, also, how do they feel about the Sabres as well? Are they as passionate about the Sabres or, like, not as much? Who, my friend? Yeah. Or the city um, itself? He go, he's going to Sabres games, but I think he's more of a Rangers fan. Smart he's man. He's an Islanders fan. Let's go. And then he was, and then he converted to the Rangers. I mean, I know a lot of people from Buffalo who cheer for both teams. How can you not? Like, they're they're always the underdog. They play that underdog story in Buffalo. Keep that in mind, especially in hockey. All right, number three. 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 Patchy. Buffalo Bills. Okay. Right. Oh, Bills fever here. Number for my three, I'm going with the Vegas, Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> Guess that whole showman thing of like, the Knights running across the ice. When I found out they were getting an expansion team, I I I jumped on the bandwagon, and that's gonna be my number two team. Um, my number two pick. Don't worry about it. I'll, yeah. Okay, my number three, Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. Okay, because I've had a huge why. Because I had a friend back when we, back when I was, whose fam, whose family was a huge Pitts, were huge Pittsburgh Steelers fans, so I kind of sympathized with them, and I would watch. Back when I had Sunday ticket, I have it this year because it's free. But when the Giants weren't playing, I would watch the Steelers, and I really liked Big Ben when I was younger. I really loved Jerome Bettis, and you know now I, I really like Chase Claypool. I really like I'm really Juju, Juju. Juju. And, uh, of course, on top of that, you know, you, you had Troy Palmalu. Oh, I really like teams. Hines Ward. Santo- Santonio Holmes. Like, you know, yeah. those – I mean, those are stud players for Pittsburgh. All right. Uh, Seattle Kraken is my number three. <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't played yet. Exactly. But, I, but I am all in, baby. Let's get it. Uh, for those of you listening, right now on the Zoom call – I am showing a dented bottle that says release the Kraken. I bought this at the Reese the Kraken store. This is when the, the team opened up the store upon releasing their new name. So Seattle Kraken. I literally applied for a job in Seattle because of the idea that I can be cheering for Seattle sports teams. I'm being serious. He's dead serious, folks. I'm being serious. I applied for that. It's a, it's a dumb reason, but I applied for this reason so I can get behind this hockey team and get probably get behind other sports teams too, but definitely to get behind the Kraken. So um, I am all in on this re- Seattle Kraken. Uh, obviously, the, the Rangers, they'll always be there in my heart, but once the Kraken get rolling, I am so laser-focused on them. And I'll be laser-focused on the Rangers too. The Rangers play the Kraken. Who you who you to root for? Rangers. 
I don't know. I mean, it, it depends. If the Rangers are really good, I'm going to cheer for the Rangers. Well, especially getting the number one draft pick this year. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't know. Uh, let's see. If the, if, if the Kraken are way better than the Rangers, which I hope they aren't, but uh, if there are, I'm going to cheer for Seattle, dude. So, wait, back to the Kraken. How's it, so, how are they going to read a lot of the divisions now? I mean, I think uh, Arizona's. Well, well, wouldn't it be 16-16? Yeah, Arizona's going to move to the Central now. No, Pacific. One of those, yeah. Yeah, one of the divisions they're going to move. Pacific would make more sense. Yeah. You play Vancouver. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's going to be an interesting – if that becomes a rivalry, that's going to be an interesting rivalry. I mean, it's already a rivalry in many other sports, right? Yeah. Well, Vancouver, their main rivals right now are probably the Canadian – not the Canadians – yeah, but I'm talking about just in that region, the yeah. Pacific Northwest. Then the Mariners have their have right there, they're and the right the Seahawks and the and the Sounders. Yeah, we're on number two, Patch. So go ahead, Patchy. Washington Capitals. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Still not watching them this year. I don't care if they win. I I, I can't do it. But the Rangers are going to play them, Ross. I know. I still have to root for the Rangers. Oh, of course you're gonna root for the Rangers. But just, you gotta, you're gonna watch them. It's gonna I'm gonna happen. watch it because I won't like it. It's not gonna be a great sight, but you're gonna watch it. Yeah, you I got know. To, man. We will force you to watch it, boss. <laughs> I already saw him in in Capitals gear. I'm I'm disgusted. I can't. Oh, Henrik. Listen, yeah, the, the dude, he is Henry. We will force you to watch that game, even if I have to come over like this. And when he comes back to the garden. That whole place is going to, well, if they let fans in, it's going to rise to their feet when he comes back to play the Garden. Even if I have to come in like this, I will force you to watch that game. For those of you who are, for those of you who are just listening, I'm wearing a mask right now. Please do that when you go to other people's houses. Be safe. (laughs) But anyway, okay, I think Ross is a little bitter right now. All right, Ross, since you're talking, what's your number two? Number two, I'm going with the Seattle Kraken. I'm all like Dan said, I'm all in on this. I have the, the I have the t-shirt, the hat, I got the whole I got the whole gear. I'm all in on this shit. The whole Michigas. The whole Michigas. I got my lanyard. I even have my Seattle Kraken mask. Okay. My number two, and I think this is a makeup for me not putting a certain player on my list last week. New Orleans Saints. This is this is a Doesn't makeup. make up for it from last week. What'd you say? Doesn't make up for it from last it week. kind of does, Patch. No, it doesn't. You disrespected two quarterbacks last week. You really hate me, don't you? Hate's a powerful word, Bill. I don't agree with your decisions to put certain players above. My list, my rules. You didn't have Drew Brees on your list. Doesn't make it the fact that I didn't put Pat Mahomes above Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to move on because I feel like I'm going to start saying some, some things that I might have to go to confession for later. So. Listen, Bill, I'm already going to hell, so say, say what you want to. Bless us, Father, for we have said Anyway, um, what I'm – okay, if the Saints are in the playoffs, I actually really do root for them. And contrary to what I did last week, I really do like Drew Brees. The Los Angeles Lakers. Like, I – first of all, huge Kobe fan. That's what again, Kobe Bryant is the reason why I'm watching basketball today. And I will take that I will take that to my grave. But here's the deal. Whenever I watch the Lakers, I've always been interested in the Lakers play. Like 
you know, they're never a team that I hate. Like, you know, you, you know, the, you know how those, those, like Bill said, there's always that team where you're like, you know what? You, they win so much, but you don't hate them so much. They're not like the Yankees where they win so much, but you hate them. The Lakers are not that team to me. I always view the Lakers as their team. They win. They're legendary. They're always run very well. I mean, ownership was kind of roughy um, once uh, Dr. Buss died. But, you know, it's still, um, it, it, they're just a great franchise. That's just, that's just my thing. Okay, before we get to number ones, let's get to a few honorable mentions. Pat, do you have honorable mentions? Nope. Okay, no honorable mentions. Ross? No. Reg? Honorable mentions, like I said, Seattle uh, Seahawks, uh, New Orleans Saints. Let's see. The Seattle, the Seattle Supersonics. Ooh. I really miss that team. The, the OKC, it is what it is. Look, I... I'm happy for Oklahoma City, and believe me, I do not. I am not advocating for that city to lose basketball ever, 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 ever. They can keep the Thunder. I miss the Supersonics. I really do. Like I feel like Seattle got robbed in that scenario. I felt like they should have stuck it with it. But hey, what can you do? And they're 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 getting a new arena over there, so. Eventually, there will be a bid for a new NBA team. That's just my thing. Um, I don't that that that's really all the team. Yeah, I don't really again like I'm I'm very very close minded when it comes to fandom. Like I am so focused on my local teams that you know I don't really focus on other teams. I mean, I I have to watch them and talk about them, but uh, I I don't know. Like in terms of fandom, it's it's hard because you know. I'm very traditional when it comes to fans. Oh, I am too. I'm, I, as I said, I'm very traditionalist. I have my Yankees, my Giants, my Rangers, my Fighting Irish. My honorable mentions, Vegas Golden Knights, because just what they did for Vegas after that awful shooting in 2017, yeah. I think they really lift that city up. Um, and also my honorable mention is the Kansas City Chiefs. Because you all know I really love Pat Mahomes. If anything in baseball, the Dodgers and the Cardinals, yeah. too. Dodgers, I'm, too. I'm a huge Dodgers guy. Like, I, I'm a sucker for Dodgers. And then, of course, the Cardinals. Because every time I watch postseason baseball, growing up when the Yankees were not in it, the Cardinals were always in it. Dodgers may not have been always been in it, but certainly the Cardinals were. Dodgers, I, to, I don't know. I have to give it to the Dodgers, too. I love Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, I mean, and how can you not love Vince Scully? Yeah, like growing up to listen to him, like that was that was amazing. I I know we I know we caught the tail end of his career, but like it was good to listen to Vince Scully for a little bit. You know, it's always good to have that legendary broadcaster. Also, your... before we get to number one, before we go on, speaking of the Dodgers, I just want to say we wish um, Tommy Lasorda the best. Yeah, intensive yeah. care. We wish him well. Um. Get well soon, Tommy. I mean, he's getting up there in age. I mean, you know, 93 years is a great life. So you protect it as much as you can. Yeah, just we wish him well. Okay, number one. Patchy, what's your number one? New Orleans Saints. Really? Uh, Can you not love Drew Brees, Sean Payton, the team they have right now, and the teams they've had in the past? 
what the city did at what New Orleans did after that after the Superdome reopened. There, there's no words to explain on how magical that night was. It shows you that higher uh, higher above exists. And yeah. um, and come on, a surprise onside kick to start the second half in the Super Bowl. Come on, caught everyone off guard. No way you cannot love, cannot like the Saints. And how can you not like Drew Brees, classiest act in football, along with the rest of the veterans that are up there in age. Ross, the Saints are my number one. I'm going with the Los Angeles Dodgers slash Brooklyn Dodgers. It will always be the Brooklyn Dodgers in my mind and my father's and my late cousin. You weren't alive when the Brooklyn Dodgers existed. I know, but hey, my father got me into them. Well, because we have a local – one of the players is from our town, my town upstate. Well, how can you be basic – okay, Los Angeles Dodgers, sure, but Brooklyn Dodgers, it's like here's the thing. Anyone who grew up loving the Yankees – I mean, not the Yankees. Anyone who grew up liking the Dodgers or the Giants, it hates the Yankees. Yeah. Hates they the got Yankees. over it. They always play – most old Dodgers and – most old Giant fans are Met fans now. Yeah. I mean, some don't hate the Yankees as much as they used to, but some still hit the Yankees. Now, my yeah, grandfather, God rest his soul, he grew up blocks away from Yankee Stadium, but he hated the Yankees. He was a big New York Giants fan. He used to go watch them at the Polo Grounds. Well, if you're a kid in the 50s, you either you grew up with the Yankees, the Giants, or, the, or if you lived in Brooklyn, you're a Dodger fan. And you hated the Yankees because you guys always been in the World Series every year. Or almost every year. Except for World War II. Okay. Um, my number one. I'm going to get hate for this, but I, I don't care. Seattle Seahawks. I Respect, respect. I, I am waiting for Patchy to give me shit, but I'm going to go on. Um, I'm going to give you shit on that one. That's a decent pick, actually. Oh, really? Like I said, I really love Russell Wilson. I think Pete Carroll is great. And with Wilson, I love his weapons. I love Lockett. I love Metcalf. And like I said, I'm a big New York Giants fan. But, I don't know, like this, you have, I've kind of grown a soft spot for Seattle. All right. Reg, you're number one. My number one. Usually with number ones, it's like the top, like, the one that you root hard the most. To me, I'm actually going to go in a different direction. This one's close to my heart. It's the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. And the All reason right. why is because my dad grew up in Memphis. And he's a hard – I mean, not, not as much as he, as he used to be. But, you know, every time the Grizzlies play, I always think of my family. I think of my family who is from Memphis. You know, they – talk about the Grizzlies every time we meet for Thanksgiving. And, you know, it's one of those things that doesn't get out of your head. Also, my first ever NBA game was a Grizzlies game. In Memphis or at the Garden? With oh, the Knicks? Nice. No, no, this, this was, it, it was in Memphis. They were oh, facing cool. this, they're facing Seattle. Cool. Uh, I saw Ray Allen play, which was amazing. Just having the chance to root for the Grizzlies was actually pretty cool. And I still do. And I'm going to continue to do that. I would love to see Memphis win a title. You know, no one ever talks about Memphis. When they tell me, certainly in basketball, in college basketball, they do. But in the professional side, you don't really ever talk about that. So when I see that Memphis does well, I think of my family. And, you know, I'm a, I, I, 
I would love for one day, just for them, just to get that championship. You know, they're on the right track. I love John Morant. And hopefully they will turn into something good. And they're already good. And I, I trust that whatever they're doing down there with the Grizzlies, that they are going to be good for years to come. And, you know, for a while, they kept surprising people with their playoff runs. So keep that in mind, especially when they have Zach Randolph. We hope you had fun. Um, we are not going to have a show next week, right, guys? Yeah, we're taking it off for Thanksgiving. We are taking it off for Thanksgiving. We're doing what normal people do on Thanksgiving. <laughs> totally. Um, I'm going to work, so. I'm off work, I think. <laughs> okay, for those of you who are listening, Apache uh, just flipped off Ross. Um, well, this was uh, this is good for my first full show this time, and not calling it early like last time. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, um, yeah. So we will not be here next week. We will be here the week after. Yeah, maybe. Uh oh, something happened. <laughs> um, I'm still. But, um, I'll still be in turkey coma. <laughs> If you're still in the turkey coma after a week, buddy, I, I ver- I, I'll be very concerned. But, uh, yeah, so like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and listen to us wherever you get your podcast. and go to what, Patch? Go to the website, www.thesportsinsanitypodcast.com. And I have my bio. No one cares. <laughs> not yet. No, I know. Actually, no. I wouldn't say no one cares. It's not there yet because the Patchman has to put it in there still. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll give it some time. I'm getting a bio, You are getting a bio. It's gonna be it's gonna be hidden somewhere in the website. How we did on um, my father with the old Duchess Radio website with the Parent <laughs> Pat, where you had to find Parent Patchy's um link. Yeah. <laughs> so Ross, thanks for coming again. No problem. Come back anytime. Obviously. Okay. All right. Time to. Not, uh, I don't want to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> All well, right. Until next time, my friends. I'm Bill Murphy. I am Lawrence Patchman Lang. Ross, go ahead. Your kid I'm time. Ross. Woof, 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 meow, major. Ross! Meow. Danny Boy Reginald, be thankful for your life. Be thankful for the people around you. And just understand that this is a hard time for a lot of people and the fact that you get to celebrate these holidays is a huge plus so please be thankful that's all i have to say i just want to go off on that like unfortunately i hate to get dark here but um remember there's over two hundred thousand people who are going to have an empty seat at the dinner table this it's year. More than that. The year you're, you're, 50,000, right? You're, you're talking about people, like it's those individual people that lost their lives. Then thousands more that are family members. So you're going to have a lot of people who are going to have an empty place at the dinner table this year. Exactly. And listen, I know this Thanksgiving is not the one we wanted. Mm-hmm. And but you know what? Just be thankful. Make the best of it. Yep. You know, be with your immediate family. Zoom your, you know, zoom your relatives who can't be with you. Exactly. And, and guys, I hate to get all emotional here, but um, I know we like that fun here. But remember, guys, life is a precious gift. Exactly. And don't take a moment for granted. Totally. From all of us here at the Sports Insanity Podcast, we wish you all a very happy and safe Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and we will see you in two weeks. Mm-hmm.
He was the heart of your family, and he taught you our history. He helped you fix your first flat. He was the best backyard DJ around, and every time he'd tell a story, he'd own the room. But now more than ever, he may feel alone. Today, older adults and their loved ones are struggling to connect in a time when connection has never been more important. But there is something we can do. Embrace our older loved ones through StoryCorps Connect. With StoryCorps Connect, you can honor seniors remotely with an interview about their life. Every interview will be archived at the Library of Congress, becoming part of American history, so that years from now, future generations can listen in. All right, Grandpa, what's one piece of advice you have for me? Just three words, sweetheart. Live with courage. The man that had the best stories still has plenty of stories to tell. So connect virtually and share the conversation of a lifetime at StoryCorpConnect.org slash AARP. Connect, honor, share. StoryCorps Connect. A message from AARP, StoryCorps, and the Ad Council.